Hi, you guys. We're back. And that sounds really high-pitched, but I'm perfectly normal. Um, we are back talking all things of last season three and more. This is Cena Nerd, where nerd cards are earned and sometimes even taken away, especially when you have a conversation during the pre-show like Will and I just had. Nerd cards are definitely taken away. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear that. Will's with me, too. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I am just, you know, I I think I am me, but I could be a time remnant. You never know. We're all we're all time remnants. What are you talking about? I I thought I was special. Well, let's see. That's the thing about time travel. <laughs> <laughs> you can just um, make the rules up. They don't apply to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, suddenly one person loses their memory, another person loses their memory, and then Wally West has no powers. Mm. I still don't understand that. I have, <laughs> okay. I actually, I have something for you on that. I, I, I was having a conversation with uh, a great follow uh, on Twitter today with, uh, his name's Kid Flash. Um, I've heard of him. Yes, and we were, we were having a back and forth about what was going on with Wally and the lack of power? So I'm just going to drop that little nugget. We'll come back to it later. What? Wait. Well, you well, really have learned a lot from the Flash writers this season. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna... No, you have. Please well, I'm tell go, I'm going to go 20 episodes before I... <laughs> Before I give the great reveal. <laughs> well, I hate to say this Skype call is going to end early. <laughs> But you really do have a good explanation for me about how that worked. Well, it's a, it's just sort of an in-universe. Well, I'll go ahead and drop it out there now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the um, in the comic book, so um, Barry Wally. Um, this is when Wally West was having his run as as the Flash. Then uh, this was probably about. I think this was the Jeff Johns um, story of, uh, I think it was year one. And okay. he was meeting, he was actually, he was with Professor Ira West, who, and the comics, is Ira's, <laughs> Sorry. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It, there's, no okay. Joe, there's no Joe in a comics, at least in Wally's run. So this was actually, well, this is actually Ira's adoptive father, which uh, I don't want to we can go to a whole thing about uh, what I just explained while I said adoptive father. But anyway, getting back to the point of, of Barry and Wally and, this, and the powers. So uh, in the comics, young Wally goes and visits his aunt Iris for the summer and happens to meet, and of course, meets Barry. And um, Ira has this theory that um, Barry, knowing how Wally idolized the Flash, um, knew that basically Wally, you know, had this great obsession and just loved the Flash and wanted to, wanted to be the character. So basically, Barry directed the Speed Force to strike Wally while he was visiting him that summer, basically recreating the accident that created Barry to begin with. So that was so taking it to the TV show and how 
Savitar slash Future Barry gave Wally his powers, that was sort of a TV show's version of playing with that um, scenario as far as the Speed Force getting transmitted to to uh, to Wally through through Future Barry. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to make sure I have all the pieces. So yeah. there's a Barry, there's a Future Barry, mm-hmm. and then there's a Wally. Right. And for Future Barry to transmit the powers to Wally, he has to go through Barry. So if Barry loses his memory, Future Barry loses his memory, and Wally has no powers. Exactly. Freaking Philosopher's Stone. Yes. It's a time remnant of Philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, you know, it is the Flash, so it's got to be very, it's got to be convoluted. So, you know, I'm just keeping, oh. I'm just keeping and think, you know, in the theme of the show right now. Yeah. And you know what? So... I mean, I, I've kind of forgotten about the Philosopher's Stone, especially um, what it originally was doing to team members of the Flash and how um, Cisco almost was lured into the quote-unquote dark side because he saw visions of his dead brother. Mm-hmm. And this episode in particular, Cause and Effect, talked a lot about Savitar and how he's the epitome of Barry Allen's grief. And so even with Wally West, we've seen him um, kind of go through his own grief over his mom's death. And so you have all of these characters on the TV show who has lost somebody and Savitar is using that against him, just like basically trying to turn them into versions of him. Yeah. Who's the epitome of Barry Allen's grief. So I guess I still don't really buy the loss of powers, but I'm starting to understand what they were trying to get across. Yeah, and, and you know, and actually, until you broke it down that way, I really hadn't thought of it uh, along those lines. But you're 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 you really made a very good point there that um, this season, that I guess one of the overarching themes of this season has been loss and mm-hmm. and the consequences of that loss and how people react to it. Because as, as we know, in the beginning of the season, when Cisco lost uh, Dante, um, the loss not only was of his brother, but we lost happy go lucky, you know, quick on his feet with a great pun or joke, Cisco. Uh, and Barry also lost that. They lost that relationship uh, of how close they were. And it took a very long time to, to come back and, you know, you know, one of our alternate theories, of course, of who was Avatar could have, might have been. Um, you know, there were some, you know, possible threads where it could have become a Cisco because of what happened. Uh, some very legitimate, probably should have went that route. Fact of it should have been Cisco. <laughs> but <Well>, continue. <laughs> <laughs> well. <yeah. laughs> But that's one. That's one thought. But you know. But again, we have Caitlin and her. We'll try to. We'll touch on some more later. Um, well, yeah. let's let's talk about Caitlin because yeah. 
Before the show, I was mentioning you how I was a little if in, but if we were going to elaborate more on this theme of grief, in this episode, there's that great scene with Julian and Cisco and Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And Cisco's trying to remind her of like the good times, quote unquote. I think it's interesting, though, that he, he chose a memory not just defined by the two of them, but a memory that included Ronnie. Yes. Who's kind of the, like, I'm sorry, Julian, but when Ronnie's mentioned in a room, you stand no chance. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and Danielle did a great job portraying that while she was reliving that memory with Cisco. Mm -hmm. And also, like, you, you could see that her being torn because a part of her, like, that was a time with her best friend and then... That's also a reminder of everything she lost because yeah. she lost the love of her life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it, right. And again, it goes back to what we were saying before: is that, that loss, and you know, could that loss of Ronnie be driving this personality shift into into a killer frost? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, is, you know, cause maybe we're seeing this manifestation of, of loss from Caitlin's standpoint of, of the grief that she has held back for, for some time. And, and we actually did see some of that, uh, some in the second season, uh, after, yeah. after the, the vortex, uh, Ronnie feeling loss at the end of season one, um, you know, she left. If we all remember, she was actually not a part of Team Flash. She had gone to work at Mercury Labs. True story. Um, I watched that episode. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. Now remember, we all have. We're all time remnants, so we know what you know. <laughs> you know what you know. That's great. That's that's not creepy at all. But I would like to clarify: I do not have a nasty scar on my face. Oh, true. I don't either. So far. Okay. Yeah. As long as we're clarifying that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no nasty scars on my face as of yet. Um, so, do you, do you suspect that they're in in the way in the same way that by the end of the episode, Barry Allen kind of learn, understands his grief a little bit more than he did at the start of the episode? Do you think Caitlin by the end of the season is going to have that same? turn occur and that's why she'll still be a part of team flash in season four i think so i think so i think there's still <clears throat> clearly shades of caitlin there because i noticed especially when i was rewatching the episode this evening um and how she dropped whenever they when she finished the story prior to prior to that when she was talking she had the killer frost meta you know, intonation in her voice. But she was, but by the, whenever she finished Cisco's story, she was talking like Caitlin again. Right. And her normal, even though she was physically looked like Killer Frost to me, she was, she was back as Caitlin. And you could see that Daniel did a great job of playing this, this, this war within her of, Caitlin trying to get out of this Killer Frost 
persona right now. Um, so I think it made it clear because I know we were wondering before. So did Caitlin die on that table, or was she, or did she there? <laughs> did she or is she still with us? And I think right. I think it, I think this clearly this episode clearly shows that Caitlin Snow is still alive, but um, she is fighting to get out of this meta uh, killer frost. Yeah. You know, um, we were also talking about in a episode and, and pretty much since like the season or the mid season premiere about Julian and Caitlin's relationship and Mm. how it was kind of like, well, are they going there? Oh, they're going there. But clearly it seems very much one sided and, Do you buy though what she says in this episode? Because I kind of, I kind of felt like it was a different ploy to try to make him go away when she actually does. I don't know. Love is a strong word for me, so I think that's a bit rushed. But um, I think he, she likes him. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, he is. <laughs> she's fond. Of, she's fond of him. <laughs> yeah, they very, can live in a snow castle together. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, but it's. I've always sensed that it was, you know, he. It was definitely the the friend zone. Mm-hmm. As far as her early, you know, earlier in the season, I know we we, uh, we did talk whether or not there was going to be a snowbird <laughs> ship, and we were like, I hate oh. that name. Yeah. <laughs> It's like God, no, no, no snowbirds. But, uh, but I always, to me, it was always since it seemed that it was a more platonic vibe from her. Yeah. Um, and then she was very frosty. Very hog. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> this is why I wanted to get Caitlin so like off the table so I could use up all of my bad puns because I'm just we're about to talk like the time remnant stuff yeah. so yeah. so yeah, I, yeah I'm trying to save <laughs> <laughs> let's just yeah let's <laughs> oh. oh oh yeah so yeah you know Julian's ultimate friend zone and I think it's interesting though because he, like as Cisco, Cisco was was spot on. He was like Hartley, you know, as far as the dynamic, he was pretty much a dick. <laughs> and, yes. and, and and you know, I think Caitlin and this was being friendly, you know, just to, I think it was mixed motives there, quite frankly, right. um, uh, because since he was a meta hunter. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. Ah, uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, I think uh, she was, and she, obviously she was, you know, very early on after Flashpoint was cor- <laughs> corrected, um, transforming so, into this thing. So yeah, yeah. I think so she basically, was what you're, what you're trying to say is that they're Romeo and Juliet, except Juliet clearly doesn't like Romeo, and Romeo. If he did fall in love with Juliet, will most likely die. Yes. <laughs> yes, but she won't. But Juliet will live to see another day. And another man. And another man. Maybe. maybe. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe future Barry. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, Snowberry see, yeah, is see that, Yeah, see that, you know, yeah, see that wasn't satisfy everyone. See, you know, our level of a bear, you know, Barry Prom can have Iris, and future Barry could have have Killer Frost Caitlin, and then every, everyone will be happy. Listeners, um, in case you haven't picked up on it, Will is in the closet about his love for all things Snowberry. <laughs> oh, no. As for, as understood on this podcast. <laughs> and this has probably been brought to you by, what was it? <laughs> Dimensional Awareness Month. <laughs> I had to sneak that in there. Like, that oh. was the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is the best thing ever. Well, since we are in a Dimensional Awareness Month, Let's talk about this. Uh, so let, let's see, let's talk about the explanation. So do you buy it, and do you understand it? More importantly, and listeners, if you understand it, please tweet it to us. Yeah, please. I want diagrams. I want facts. I want yes. science. Yes, you can. You can use screen capture. <laughs> you can use screen captures of Cisco on the white on the on the board. We'll, we'll take it. Actually, you know what? I don't want science because the moment you get sciency, the moment you leave yourself open to like viewers kind of shifting their head to the side, being like, "Really? You, you <laughs> chose to do that?" So I'm going to take the approach of looking at it from a story point of view. Okay. It was a missed remnant opportunity. Oh. Okay. It, it really was for me because. Yeah. I was I, I saw the scene last night, um, and for those of you who don't know, I tend to watch the the Flash first thing Wednesday morning because um, I don't have TV, and and so I watched it on YouTube, and I'm just sitting there like, okay, I, I like this. You're a time remnant, I get it. Wait a second, you're not the right time remnant though. You're really not because. Why would you show us the time remnant from season two, the season two finale, Mm -hmm. when viewers, we've seen it. We understand what that is. I don't know why you had to include it, especially when it just reminds us of another time remnant that you could have used. You could have used that one. Or where my mind went, I went all the way back to season one. Mm. Didn't. Barry Allen created a time remnant the first time he did time travel? He did. So where the heck is that Barry Allen? Maybe this... Oh, well, maybe this is that Barry Allen. No, 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 no. They did not do that, Will. You know what <laughs> they did? <laughs> they chose a time remnant who the future Barry Allen... Did not kill, although he told us that he killed him. And so, basically, this guy kind of felt like Barry Allen. um, I don't know. I don't know. It just it felt poorly written by that point. Yeah. Well, I I, I tweeted it as well. I thought it was very rushed. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was very... I mean, Cisco did a better job of trying to explain what it is but it it, it left and it might, and, I, and I'm clear uh, and I'm sure this was intentional by by the creative team it left more questions than it gave us answers to be honest um, what were some of your questions will well I think one okay so um, 
it, so is it a time remnant or is it a time? I mean, a remnant is obviously a duplicate of themselves, but um, you know, where where along in the timeline did this remnant, this one remnant that survived, where was he created? Because yeah. you, you've given like you know you, you raised a good point. I mean, it was the very first time he tram traveled uh, when he the first time he revealed himself to Iris and uh, you know saved Central City. Mm-hmm. Um, then of course there was the one from season two, which they used as uh, I guess as 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 much as a, a demonstration of or a reminder of what you know the very time when it looks like. Um, and then there's, um, you know, is it, was there a remnant created after Flashpoint or before Flashpoint? See, and, and that brings me to the question that I'm still uncertain about. And I agree with you about how writers, the Flash, please know you're only allowed to use, did the chicken be come before the egg one time? Yes. Done it. <laughs> I do not want to hear it again. Yes. Yes. We're, 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 yeah. I mean, right now, I, that damn chicken, that damn egg, you know, to me, they're like the big bang. It just happened at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. I don't know. So I'm just going to give you this line and hope that you accept it, which I don't, but I'm still watching. So, yeah. so after I got over that, um, and I think even in that opening scene, the future Barry Allen slash time remnant from hell, he explains that um, he has something to do with Flashpoint. And I still find that to be very mis- misleading because I don't understand how this time remnant has anything to do with Flashpoint. And that's really annoying to me because we were promised that kind of um, tie in way back in, I believe, the mid-season finale, mm-hmm. when Savitar and Barry Allen first get it to have an exchange of words, like, you created me because you tried to be a god and you created Flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how does the whole Flashpoint play into this. Um, because... Because you have, you have one timeline... At the end of season two, Barry goes back. Barry, you know, goes back in time, saves his mother from Fawn. Fast forward, you know, and then everything. Fast forward back to present day, and he's he, he's on this uh, a new timeline, which is the Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so how you know so so you know basically looking at Cisco's great. You know, causal loop. Um, where does the flashpoint enter in? I mean, it would have to break the loop. Well, yeah, and that's why Barry is going to run into the speed force at the end of the season. I mean, the flat. Yeah, I mean, because there's, I mean, it, there's no way this remnant could be from a prior the prior timeline. Yeah. I mean, in in my perfect world, they would have explained it more in terms like 
I am the Barry, the true Barry Allen from Flashpoint. Like mm-hmm. you interrupted my timeline. Yes, you it, took away my happy ending. Yeah. You made me disappear altogether, figuratively, and and now I want to retake my life back or yeah. something like that. But yeah. it's just I was hoping I was hoping that was where they're going to go this week when they had the explanation. I, yeah. I, I, that was where I, you know I was hoping it was going to go in that kind of because that because to me that would explain the the madness and the anger and the reason you know a possible justification for wanting to kill Iris mm-hmm. than what we got because yeah I mean because what we got still to me doesn't it just it's just like okay so you're Oh, you know, so you. You know, it kind of makes sense, Will. It does. I mean, it does make sense that you know, basically, I, the only way that I can become this god of speed is I've got to make your life so miserable that you're gonna, you know, you know, go back to the point I think I made earlier. I think we're at you know, one of our episodes that you know the grief and everything drives him to the point where he becomes this evil creature that kills his future wife. Um, right. But, so, I mean, so, it, so that, that part of the story made sense. Right. It's just the stuff before it, as far as their whole remnants and stuff, and maybe it's just like, just let it go, Will. It's not going to yeah. make complete sense. But, yeah. the back, the back I, end, the back end of the story made total sense. Yeah. It's just, that, the, it's, just the, it's just the tech causal loop stuff that was kind of like, yeah, how does how does the flashpoint fit into that? It just gave me gave me some gave me some pause. Yeah, no, I I'm right there with you. I I think the emotional parts are still working, and um, retrospectively, once I get past the convoluted plot, I'm like, okay, now I understand what they were trying to do, and and there's some pretty good metaphors there, mm-hmm. but I just I wish that they could figure out how to do this this stuff much more simpler we yeah. yeah um or just better pace i mean it's 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 odd um but we've already gone in length about that last episode so i just i don't want to retread no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, as part you know, of our dimensional awareness we are moving on folks <laughs> we're moving on i mean and and to to the flash's credit they kind of moved on from that that um first oh man i'm having a loss of words right now exposition scene and went into pretty much what this episode was about where <laughs> they end up experimenting on mary allen but it was consens- consensual yep which I love that line. Um, <laughs> shout out to you, Jillian. Jillian. Um, and Barry loses his memory, and we get to see somebody who we haven't seen in a very long time. We get Bart. to see Bart Allen. We get to see Bart. <laughs> Did you like that, Will? I like that. I liked it. <laughs> Bart, Bart was very cool. Um, and, you know, and, uh, and it was a nice little... Uh, you know, nice little Easter egg, whatever you want to call it, for for fans of both the uh, comic and also Smallville, and you know, 
you know, uh, the, the throughout Bart Allen. But um, the cool thing about it, it was just from a tonal set of this, you know, given how dark the season has been, it was just nice to see Grant Gustin show us the, the full range of his acting skills and yeah. playing this completely adorable character of Bart Allen. He, he, he was very much untethered by any loss, guilt, or pain, and he was optimistic and um, happy. Yeah, which I think we all were while we were watching that last night, <laughs> or, 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 whenever, <laughs> yeah. or, or whenever you're watching the episode, because it, it, this season has been a very, overall, a very brooding uh, Iris is gonna die. Die, yeah. This has been a, a, a very heavy, heavy season. So, uh, you know, credit to the credit to the writers, credit to the creative team to give us uh, some some light, happy, very untethered from all the angst that we that every superhero has to have to do their job. And surprisingly, move that angst and put it onto the love interest, who mm-hmm. Iris West was the backbone of this episode. Totally. And in a really genuinely surprising way that I didn't expect in terms of what she, her struggle, um, because, and we were talking about this before we started recording, that this is the first time that you're able to see the her start to express her love for Barry mm-hmm. and and her put him on the pedestal for a change. Um, we see it mainly from Barry's perspective and and it's really refreshing to see it from hers. And um, so you see that true her being that anchor like I, you you've read the comics, so you kind of already understand their relationship. And to me, this show, um, it's kind of struggled con- convincing me about their love for one another, mm-hmm. partly because of what happened in season one. Yeah. I still don't really understand that. But I will <laughs> give them props because this season they've they've done a fair, fairly decent job. And um, they allowed the girl in the train tracks to actually have a voice, which was nice. Yes, yes. Because, because Candace is a, a great actress, uh, you know, and whenever they do give Iris material to work with, she, she delivers. I mean, yeah. um, that scene last night when uh, Barry, well, I'm going to just keep it easy, Bart was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, went to, to, the, to the scene, um, and then after Cisco you know, fried his brain again to, you know, the speech that uh, the, 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 the emotion and feeling that she gave and, uh, recounting the moment, you know, looking back how she realized they were meant to be together. Uh, you know, it, it, it came across and it, and it, and it, and it, it felt genuine. Like, okay, I really believe this and it really, does go into the whole, you know, mythos of the of the Flash as far as the Barry and Iris relationship. That you know, Iris is that anchor uh, for Barry Allen. Um, yeah, you know, we we saw that some last season with uh, Runaway Dinosaur. Whenever 
to pull them out of the speed force. But to me, this one actually worked better than that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think it, um, you even saw it back in season one with the first Grodd interaction. And honestly, that in this episode, when they talk about how he needs a visceral um, memory, mm-hmm. I kind of went to that one. <laughs> like, because that that's a kind of an iconic moment for this show. Like, yeah. um what she says to him when he's at his lowest point during that battle. Um, and I, I'm glad that they didn't do that because um, the memory that they did show shows leads us back into Barry's grief and yeah. why and how that changed him um, to ultimately become the man in the Barry Allen we know, which isn't all bad. I, I kind of like Barry got a bad rap in this episode in a weird way, like in a twisted way. I mean, granted, oh, we watch Air- well, we watch Arrow and <laughs> Oliver Queen is like, Oliver Queen, brood, gloom, and doom. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> talk about broody. So, so when we kind of apply that to Barry Allen, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, those are. I. I just. It kind of feels off to me. Partly because of how this world is interconnected. I'm like, we don't need two Oliver Queens. So let's not turn Barry Allen into him. Yeah. Which I don't think they're trying to do, but no. it's just it's it's interesting how it was mainly talked about how much darkness is in Barry Allen. Yeah, <laughs> it's even funny to say. It is, it is, but it, but you know, but I think it was, I think they do it, they did it to remind us, you know, what drives him. But I think, and this is where they, I think they had to do that to set up why the remnant is broken and, 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 and that grief and everything that Iris was trying to protect Bart from, um, overwhelms Barry, you know, will over, you know, that will over overwhelm the, the future, the, the remnant that becomes Avatar. I'm sorry. I got to keep these people. I got to call them Bart. It's sort of, it's, it goes back to the whole, Colleen, um, Jake Garrick, you know, Hunter, Jay yeah. all the time. I'm sorry. So this is easier yeah. for me to keep them in their little boxes like that. So whenever the act, whenever they're playing, you know, different people, <laughs> which reminds me what kind of retread stuff is this? I thought we were promised something new with Savitar, which is basically a time remnant. And can't the same be said for what happened last season and zoom. Huh? 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 It is. It is. <laughs> I am said this before when we were in our right before we recorded the the show here tonight is that I am glad that season four they are getting away from speedsters. We have speedster fatigue. Fatigue. <laughs> I'm just gonna like echo. You're gonna say a point. I'll be like, yes. Yes. Fatigue. Fatigue. Yeah. We can't blow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they just run so fast. Oh, it's very tiresome. Oh, run oh, so fast. Uh, you didn't just do that, did you? You did. So you? <laughs> basically, I, I mean, the final point I really want to hit is the HR in the room. Yeah. And last week I loved them, and they felt like the great balance to everything. 
kind of wish that HR and Tracy didn't appear in this episode. Yeah, it was kind of a bit shoehorned in there. Yeah, randomly. And I, yeah, it was very random. I mean, it just it, it, it yeah it, it, yeah it. Obviously, they needed to do it because for the simple simple fact that there's only three episodes left. <laughs> But well, it, two it's now. Now two, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, but just given, I mean, it was good in the sense of the, the, you know, the lightness of the episode. But but as far as story wise, um, it, it really didn't fit. Yeah, I I think that what we saw was a rushed Killer Frost storyline, mm-hmm. a very stretched out. I have to do an exposition about who Savitar is now that we know who he is. Then I have to go into this, um, like the arc of the episode, and we're not going to really have a villain of the week. It's going to be more about Barry being the villain mm-hmm. in a weird way. And and then we're going to also, because at the end of the episode, you have Barry come to terms with what's happening and how he's involved in it. And you also connect that to HR and Tracy building the bazooka. But I just don't know if I needed to see them build it. I I really honestly think you could have just ended with that moment. And I would have been like, yep, done it. Yeah. And and it would have made total sense. I mean, the whole reason why she was brought here was to help them figure out a way to to capture soon. Right, uh, and there would have been more time to spend with Killer Frost, Julian, Killer Frost, Cisco, Cisco and Julian. Like there would have been more dynamics to explore. And also, shout out to Wally because where the heck did he go this season, Will? I know. You know, well, I guess it gets back to a point that the show's getting too damn crowded. Mhm. There's just too many stories, too many characters. And too many Barry Allen's. Too many Barry Allen's, definitely. <laughs> too many, too many, like, too, too many, hair, too many Wells. <laughs> I get Grant Gustin is the lead of the show, but does he really have to show off and play all of these characters? <laughs> well, as long as he continues to do it well, I'm okay with it. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, we, 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 you know, I think, I think Wally needs to head off to Keystone City for a little bit. Um, or or go to Earth two or Earth three, excuse me, and and be with uh, with Jesse or Jesse. Um, <laughs> be with his Jesse girl. <laughs> I did not make that connection before. But the next time we see her, which is probably going to be within the next two episodes, we're so singing that song. Yes, we are. Just <laughs> this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great, uh, Will. Good yeah. job. You totally put us off the tracks. Oh you? yeah, oh yeah. So you, 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 you just went over the cliff with me. So I did not. That's why. That's why I always enjoy doing this with you. <laughs> oh man. So is I think we've covered it. Their um, cause and effect. Yes, that the cause is we went off a cliff because of this retread mess of a story line that we've had this season with time remnants. There is a remnant in the middle of the road and that is the story I stand by. 
<laughs> the remnant in the middle of the room. <laughs> one thing oh. that we, one thing that before we close out though, which uh, we have to we have to talk about is uh, the last the tease there at the end. Well, if you, if you can explain it to me, I would be happy to listen to you because well, I have no idea what that was. Well, uh, you know, it, did we miss something from? The Alien Invasion crossover. I mean, you know, that that crossover week has been a has been a very fertile ground for for things that have happened this season, the back half of this season. Yeah. Um, uh, we had the obviously the recording, um, mm-hmm. and um, this, the team, um, you know, growing and um, you know. It, it, all the connections with the arrow you know, and the arrowverse. Um, so I, you know, was, the, you know, and, and folks feel free to chime in, uh, if you have any thoughts on this, but cause I think, uh, you know, this Tesseract or whatever, I was like, wait a minute, I'm watching the Avengers. When did I go over to the Marvel universe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, that wasn't my first thought. My first thought was, like, are we in National City? Like, are yeah. we on a spaceship all of a sudden? Is this Supergirl? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then King Shark walked out, and then I'm like, oh, we're oh, in, we're in Argus. Argus. Yes, we're in Argus. So, but, yeah. So that's have, cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's it was Shark. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Killer Killer Shark is cool. Um, I think during the... I don't think we're going to get Grodd again this season, but no. I believe that a lot of us kind of want an episode where it's both Killer Frost, uh, Killer Shark and Gorilla Grodd yeah. um, in the same episode and very caught in between. Oh, that would be... Oh, that would be so epic. They'll yeah. probably blow, blow their special effects budget for we'll, we'll have a bunch of Star Lab shows for like two weeks after that. But <laughs> well, Barry just needs to lose his memory again. Yeah, yeah. And again. And again. And again. <laughs> <laughs> That's like bottle episode. I. It's gonna. It's gotta be some kind of alien technology yeah. that they have. I'm um, thinking of something from the crossover that we, you know, may have missed. Um, I'm trying to, you know, and. And Legends of Tomorrow folks who follow that show very closely throw something in there that um, makes sense. Makes sense, you know. <laughs> please tweet us, let us know, because um, clearly I don't. There's clearly this that will be completely out of character for Arrow. So it's either uh, Arrow had a season of magic, okay? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> but they, but they but they you know they they got back on their they got they they, they got back on on track so. It's like we're not that show. We have three other shows that can that can deal with superpowers very well. True, true, very true. Arrow is definitely on track um, this season, but yeah. this is not an Arrow show, unfortunately for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will has drawn a line in that sand, and I've chosen to stand on the other side of it. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I but we'll we'll find out. I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I thought honestly that you were gonna ask me about, um, which is actually another question I've had is, yeah. so if this whole thing has really a lot, all this to do with Flashpoint, mm-hmm. 
And at the end of the season, Barry runs into the Speed Force, i.e. with his mom. Um, and he rewrites time yet again. Mm-hmm. Any repercussions for Arrow? Well, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, they, have they clearly dealt with Diggs? Mm, define clearly. Yeah, well, I mean, just as far as it, you know, changing with the kids and stuff. Well, they, they've talked about it, but yeah. that's pretty much yeah, I mean, 5A territory. 5B, they don't really mention anything about um, the fact that he has, he had a daughter and now he has a son and all right. that. So maybe we get baby Sarah back next season. Maybe Adrian Chase is a true byproduct of um, Flashpoint. Yeah. Talk about that twist. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good twist. Which, I don't, which, then again, Adrian Chase is like the best villain. At this point, I'm sorry for those of you who still think that Deathstroke. I don't know. Adrian Chase, I think, is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I, I really is. have enjoyed him. Yeah, um, it has been good. And just seeing the t- seeing the uh, preview for next week's show, it uh, yeah, yeah, it just. The, the, I'm, I'm spoiler alert, but they ended an episode with Adrian Chase having killed five guys. Driving away from the crime scene with blood on him, listening to a 1950s song. Yeah. Now, now, why is that so incredible? Because it's like from a thriller psycho movie. Totally. It's not from a comic book show. No, no. And that's what it makes it so fascinating to me. He is a very fascinating villain. I, I, I will, I will, I will give you that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, the, the see how the, the arrow seasons played out. Right. And you know what? Ironically, he is kind of a time remnant from Oliver Queen's whole mission mm-hmm. in a weird way. Like he's a cause and effect of what happened in season one of the book of Robert Queen's legacy. And, and, and we like him, but for some reason, <laughs> You throw science onto a time remnant on the Flash, and we don't have that same emotional tug. We do not. We do not. Yet. 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 That's a fair point. Fair point. we got two episodes. Yeah. Two hours left for it to play out. They could end up on top. Well, let's... Yeah. Well, the, the sizzle reel that dropped this week definitely... Seems to give us that gut punch that, that we've all been expecting. <laughs> I appreciate the word choice there because that moment I was like, "You're waiting to get punched in like the gut." <laughs> <laughs> that emotional, <laughs> that emotional punch. I mean, we, you know, it. We had it some. I think with the reveal last week. But the, the, the sizzle reel, what, what, what did you think of it? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I've watched it. Oh. Drop the mic. Ooh. I really don't think I have. 
um, partly because I'm, 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 and this isn't a secret. Like I'm, I'm kind of just ready for Flash to end at this yeah, point, the, the season, are. not the show. Right. Um, and so, and I feel like I already know enough that I don't want to spoil myself further by watching a sizzle reel. Gotcha. Um, because if it's anything like what they do with Arrow, it's going to give it all the way. So, so I'd rather, I'd rather just, but, but you can tell me what you picked up on and what I should be looking forward to. Um, I'll, I will do that. So I think obviously we had, um, some Lines with Joe, uh, getting to your uh, emotional t- comments about uh, Barry. Wait, wait, Seltzer. wait, yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you about this. This is real. We had some lines with Joe. Joe yes. said some things. <laughs> yes. No said. Drop the said. mic. Drop the mic. Yes. <laughs> I freely. Oh. <laughs> That was great. Classic Will moment. Classic Will moment. I, yes, yes. And I haven't dropped the Star Trek reference tonight yet either. i got to work this in. I'm There's best. still time. There's still time. Yes, yes, there is. As long as it's not Voyager. But anyway, I... I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. It's like a show. So Joe says some stuff. Joe says some stuff about, uh, you know, see, looking at see, the look of a broken... Brokenberry, and you've seen that look before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, getting back to um, what's the future Flash, there's a very... Wally gets his ass handed to him. Um, well, that's been... Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if that's the showdown that where we see in the what's the future Flash uh, where Wally ends up in, in the... The wheelchair? Uh, the wheelchair, yeah. Maybe. So okay. yeah, cause, yeah, so yeah, because there's a line where Barry and uh, well, Wally apologizes to Barry for letting him down, and um, there are a few other 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 elements as well. Um, trying to think. Oh yeah, uh, it ends of course with with Iris uh, still being still dead on the on the park steps. So sure it does. Yeah. Well, sure it does. Sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've but, only seen that scene play out a yeah, thousand times. <laughs> exactly. They don't. They don't even. Yeah. Exactly. They don't even waste time now with the uh, with the usual intro. Now <laughs> they just jump no, right into No. Instead, we have to relive season two finale. Yes. I don't know why. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Joe says some stuff, so we have yeah, that. And, 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 and we did some lines with him too. So. <laughs> I really appreciate your investigatory <laughs> skills there. You really got it all planned out on what's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I did. Well, you know, I've lived this. I remember. I remember everything. You're a time remnant. I'm a time remnant. From the future, more importantly. Exactly. Hmm. What if you were a time remnant from the past? But you wouldn't be a time remnant. You, uh, you would be a memory. <laughs> Season four, the memories. <laughs> See, I, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, be a memory. Yeah, remember, it's all about dimensional awareness. 
So when, so yes, yes, this is, this podcast is proudly brought to you by dimensional awareness and time remnants. (laughs) (laughs) So when, so when Barry Allen travels to the future and meets him or people that he knows and loves, he's a memory. Yes. No. Hmm. No, well, when that's he what to, I'm saying. When he goes to the future, that's just that's just Barry Prime going into going to in into a possible future. So okay. So we're gonna we're gonna really stretch this, but okay. If Barry Barry Prime goes into the future, while Barry from the future goes into the past, and they pass each other, what happens? Sorry, of, I, I don't. I whispered. Oh, the end. Well, it's like matter and antimatter. Sure. Mutually assured destruction. Is that how infinite crisis occurs? Hmm. Well, infinite crisis. <laughs> Oh gosh! This is uh, intense, intense right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to go back. It's been a long time since I read that, so I have to go back and check. Cause a couple of stories are starting to like. I don't want to get Crisis of Infinite Earths mixed up with Infinite Crisis because there's like there's multiple crises where the DC universe gets like rebooted, and so uh, yeah, they start to run together after a while. The DC, there's multiple crises that occurred, just like in the movies. <laughs> yes, yes that is shade thrown right there, people. Oh, <laughs> bad shade. I'm sorry. I am looking forward to Wonder Woman. I am. I'm I looking am. forward. To, I am too. I am too. I, uh, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. I, I, I haven't seen the final uh, trailer. I know it dropped this week, but. Uh, here it's, I don't need to. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. either. I'm I'm already there. I mean, June, yeah, June can't get fast enough. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy yet? I have not. Um, I've not seen it, and I'm still waiting it to move to a different theater that's closer because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I I mean I liked the first one. I do. I did have some problems with the first one, mm-hmm. so it wasn't as high up there as it was for other people. Um, but I, but I'll, I, I still enjoyed watching it in the theater as opposed to like on my laptop. Yeah. Um, but about that Wonder Woman thing is it, it just, it sold me on the first trailer to the point where I was afraid to watch any of the other trailers because I feel like it's going to give away the entire movie, just like Batman v Superman trailers yeah. do. And yeah. I used to be a trailer person. I don't know about you, Will, though, but do you find that trailers dilute these movies and that's why they're not as impactful as they were about 10 years ago? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, especially the big... Either, yeah, they, they dilute the movies or they misrepresent the movies. To give me an example, uh, with hit with uh, Hidden Figures. Okay. Uh, the trailer did not do the movie justice at all. It was completely, it just made it seem like it was just going to be this very sassy slapstick kind of film, but it was very deep. It was just, you know, very strong, strong movie. And, you know, granted, 
it, it did well in the box office, winning all kinds of awards and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm there with you on trailers. It, it can either dilute a movie or it can misrepresent what the movie's actually about. Yeah, yeah, no, and and you can you can waste your money because they put out a great t- trailer and you went there and you're just sitting there like. It's not even that the trailer gave away. This is just the best points of the movie, and I don't like anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. And it's, yeah, and I mean, we were talking about this again before we started. For me personally, I find maybe, and maybe the advantage is that when you have a trailer for an episode of TV, you have 20 seconds. And so in that 20 seconds, you just get images and a vague sense of what's happening. But they then have a full hour or a full 40 minutes, depending on the station, to really tell that story in or that chapter in the story that they're telling. Yeah. And and that's why I think it's that much more impressive. And those for those of you who were wondering, because I know all Flash fans watch Billions, Billions season two ended perfectly, perfectly. Uh, I'm gonna add that to my to my list of shows to to catch up on. To catch up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And like I am such a weirdo. Like just sitting here talking the Flash with you, I can make comparisons to billions. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that before? Where you're just like, I I love this show and I love this show and they're complete opposites and yet I'm finding myself comparing them and I can see the similarities. I've done that. I have done that. Yeah, that's why we're nerds that's together. Why we're, exactly. <laughs> All right. I think everybody's tired of us talking. <laughs> You'll get more next week, folks. Stay with us. Stay with us. Stay on and tweet Will at his Twitter handle. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can tweet me and find me on Twitter at S J Belmont S J B E L M O. I can't even spell my last name. So it's at S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. T as in Tom. Mm-hmm. I went there. Um, you can tell I'm very tired. And you can find us on SoundCloud. We got a few comments. I love getting comments. I think Will likes getting comments. Yes, I enjoy getting comments. Tweet us. Or tell us where we're wrong. Yes. Tell us where we're right. Tell us where you agree, disagree. We love hearing from you. When you're a time remnant and when you are not. Okay? And what came first? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back next week with more The Flash Season 3. Good night and geek out. You're welcome.